The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, All 7 Runs in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Pac-12 after dark remains the strangest and greatest thing about college football. It will be missed. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Mario Cristobal's new assistant kneel down coach. And with me as always is AJ. Horns down. Marchese. The Red River rivalry never disappoints, Rob. I feel like... Would you rather... Oh, go, please. More questions. I was going to say, would would you rather go to the Texas State Fair or the the game? Like, you could only do one. Oh, the fair. It's... The fair is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The game happens every year, you know what I mean? Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who flourished, were malnourished, and looked like tourists during week <laughs> six of college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Gravity Falls, Oregon. When you're passing through the Pacific Northwest, make sure to stop at Gravity Falls. Uh, the Mystery Shack is all the rage this time of year, AJ. Kind of fucked that uh, Gravity Falls has never been town of the week. Oh, it will be. Once <laughs> once, once Gravity Falls University makes the leap to the Kuza next year. Oh, they just, that two-year bowl ban after that, they're going to the Natty. The Gravity Falls question marks. <laughs> they just, College football week six superlatives. Mm-hmm, yeah. Let's get into it. I know you wanted to break down Matt Miller's uh, <laughs> ranking. We'll say that. Rankings. We'll say that. Yeah. But you save that for the Instagram live vid. Oh, yeah. Every uh, Wednesday night right after the other podcast, I go live on Instagram live for uh, three hours, taking your calls. My best freshman this week, I I give it a one name and one name alone uh, for his weeknight performance Friday night. Cameron Epps of Oklahoma State. Yeah. Two picks, including a pick six against Kansas State. Uh, The Pokes won. They upset the, the Wildcats. Oklahoma State seems to have kind of found themselves, and Epps had a lot to do with that. Definitely. I, I, I put two names, and he was one of them. Uh, still water, still run deep, and he's he's a big corner to at 6'3", like 208. Uh, yeah, like he said, two picks. The pick six it was looking really good. I he's a, He is a retro freshman, so technically draft eligible next season, Rob. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that leap. But, yeah, no, that's a really – I think that's the first time either of us really had eyes on the – on the pokes this year, and yeah, it was a really impressive performance. Whoa. Sorry, did you watch the pokes earlier in the year? No, you did. I oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, I've seen every, I've seen every uh, game. 
Um, uh, who's your other freshman? I'll stay, I'll stay in the conference. I thought uh, one of the bright spots on the Horns Down squad was uh, their linebacker, Anthony Hill, who had uh, was kind of all over the field for that defense that wasn't great. But eight tackles, a sack, a tackle and a half uh, for a loss. PBU, 6'3", 234, well built. It looks like he's got the, the speed. Um, yeah, no, big just recruit. big recruit. Yeah, I thought he looked pretty impressive. So that's a good one. I'm going to stick with a big recruit as I shift yeah. us to best sophomore. I'm going to go with Michigan's Will Johnson, the corner yeah. who early picked six against Minnesota. Um, and kind of from there, it was game over. And I feel like because the Michigan offense has gotten a lot of attention this year, rightfully so, with J.J. McCarthy, Roman Wilson, uh, the running back duo. Some of these defensive guys are getting overlooked. Um Especially the non-draft eligible guys. Like over the summer, we saw the hype for Chris Jenkins. We saw we saw the hype um, for Rod Moore. Uh, but seeing Will Johnson out there, and he uh, was he, he was like a big recruit, yeah. was he not? Yeah. And he's six two two hundred. He's super fluid. He jumped that route so easily. Uh, he just looks like a, he has the physical tools and makeup of a first round corner yeah he, he definitely does and this wasn't i wasn't going to start with michigan so i thought it was a deep week of sophomores but also uh mm-hmm. interior defensive lineman mason graham for michigan coming back from the injury wearing the club on his hand and he was maybe the best defense maybe the best player on the field saturday night six tackles a sack where he just decimated the guard uh, a couple tfls his presence is is crazy uh cr- like really important well, i don't know about important it's just crazy because of how I think they got really great depth on the interior there. Talked about Kenneth mm-hmm. Grant before. Obviously, Jenkins is one of the top IDLs in the draft. And Graham coming back is big because he looked great uh, Saturday night. Yes, he did. Um, going to a different big-time recruit. Yeah. We've talked about almost every week. Missouri receiver yeah. Luther Burden. Definitely. That was, my, that was the headline guy. And I feel like this was the week where the normies caught on, Rob. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. He... Um, I mean, that LSU-Missouri game was, like, a little insane. Track me. Like, LSU's a fun team to watch because the defense uh-huh. defense doesn't exist and Jaden Daniels has to hang 40-plus every week. Um, but Luther Burden was keeping Mizzou right in this thing and went for a, a buck 49 on 11 catches. He has caught double-digit passes the last three weeks. He's gone over 140 yards the last three weeks. Um Six or sorry, five of six games this season over a hundred yards. He's a yak machine. Yeah. He he kind of looks like Debo Samuel out there with the ball in his hand. Uh, he's just been unbelievable. And uh, another guy who like this time next year we might be talking about as a uh, this is the best receiver in the yeah. class or top ten pick type of guy. Yeah, there's a lot of like he's the best underclassman in, in college football tweets coming out on Saturday and stuff and blah blah blah. And he's been playing he's been playing yeah. like it. Oh, Seven hundred and ninety three yards so far this season. And just the way he moves is so so freakish. You know, like that that one catch where he just kinda stopped and made the guy miss immediately. Had that nice one down the seam too, the the back shoulder adjustment. Uh, and it was from the start start of the game, just from kickoff. They're like, Okay, let's get Burton in every touch it seems like and he was kicking ass on that. You know, he, that awful LSU secondary, but... Him, same game. Him and Malik Neighbors, they lead the country in receiving yards one and two. And Neighbors was great, too. Um, I was going to... I mean, he was, he was deep in my shooting up the board because it almost feels like it's boring how good he's been. Yeah. Who else you got for sophomore? I gotta give. Gotta give it to my cats, baby. <laughs> the duo of... Uh, I mean, even the quarterback, but... Jonah Coleman and uh, 
Mm-hmm. McMillan, because I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, Coleman, the running back, got comp to uh, Maurice Jones Drew on the broadcast. Yeah, he, man, Jonah Coleman's my favorite running back in the country. Me too. Me too. He's a fucking bowling ball. Had 143 yards, 22 carries. Uh, looked pretty good catching the ball too for for a yeah. more round back. Hand up. I don't watch a lot of Arizona football. Uh, like I know because that's your that's your corner. Yeah. Um. But Jonah Coleman, because uh, obviously Michael Wiley's been their starting running back. But Jonah Coleman's been like their satellite back this season. Like more he's like, more like satellite pretty... heavy back. Am I right? Yeah, a five nine, two hundred twenty five pound running back who's who's uh, <laughs> caught sixteen passes in six games as the backup. Like that's pretty good. Arizona was robbed. They should have won that game. They're way more fun than USC. I don't care. Caleb Williams oh, was like the yeah, that's our Jed Fish bias. Oh, my fish bias. Caleb Williams was like the I don't know eighth most exciting player on the on the field. Because <laughs> Coleman and also McMillan, they're like six five, like two ten receiver. Uh, it was it was great. Had one hundred thirty eight yards. Hands look super strong. His his movement ability looked really impressive. He had that like pivot route it, for the game tying two point at one point and just looked really loose on that. Had that sick he, catch downfield double cover. He, was, he looked awesome. He he's another guy who's a big blue chip recruit. Him and Luther Burton kind of similar story. Big blue mm-hmm. chip recruits who shunned the bigger schools for the love lesser that. power fives. Yeah, love that. Uh, that's everybody I had. I got more, but we don't have to. We don't have to dwell on. Give me one more. Summers. Um, okay, I'll, I'll give you one more. How about how about the Oklahoma State linebacker Nicholas Martin? Who was kind yeah, of he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Undersized dude. He's like six foot two fifteen, but. Yeah, 17 tackles, two and a half TFLs, a sack, and the game ceiling interception was just, was just all over the field for the pokes. Him and him and Epps were just I thought the the stars of the game there. And Alan Bowman. Sorry, Bowman. As I uh, move us on a weekday warrior, uh, it's funny because my two weekday warriors this week are actually currently playing again what? right now. That's crazy. Because Jacksonville State's my favorite team. Um and Sean Brown, the tight end for, for the Gamecocks, and Chris Hardy, the pass rusher for the Gamecocks, like, together carried uh, Rich Rod to a 5-1 and one record yeah. against Middle Tennessee State. Hardy had 4.5 TFLs, 2 sacks, and a 58-yard pick. Yeah. Uh, Sean Brown had 103 yards and a touchdown, was just owning the seam, had a sick one-handed catch, where a guy on Twitter said, Brock Bowers did that twice last week, and I said, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like, D- didn't make it look as good. Yeah, like sick. Um, Hardy's a guy who's had tons of production, uh, and is just like motor runs hot, and it yeah. feels like he's he's applying pressure every play. And so far, he, he is again tonight against Liberty. Uh, need this under to hit though. Need the fourth down. Okay, all right, right, all right, all right. Um, I I put but, them I put them both for small school guy. Yeah, like they're good. Well, Sean Brown's like a legit legit prospect. Is, I think. Yeah. Um, Hardy's a little interesting. Six two two seventy, very squatty body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, super productive. But yeah, Sean, Sean Brown's a guy who I I could see him going to the East West Ramble and like really building some buzz. Yeah, he's got the NFL size. He's got the NFL athleticism. He's got the hands. Uh, I called my shot a, a week early last week too. You know, highlighting him. Feel felt pretty good about that. T- Tennessee transfer, wasn't he? I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And, like, he looks like one of the, you know, best athletes out there on the field for his size, at least. Like, he, the touchdown, he just, like, it wasn't a difficult catch or anything, but just got open with athleticism. Yeah, he's a, he's a ball player, baby. He's a ball player. Um, there was a lot of good picks, but I felt like uh, Malachi Corley stood above the rest. Per- perfect, because 
I, I just threw him in shooting up the board because I had so many small school guys this week. So Yeah, he was he was unreal. With 270 yards, three touchdowns, eight catches. And two of the touchdowns were just, they looked almost identical where he caught it not that deep down the field and just ran through the entire defense, breaking every tackle, keeping his balance. And speaking of looking like Debo Samuel, that's what he looks like too. And just that, that special yak ability that he brings to the game, that physicality is unreal. Um I'm I'm waiting for him to get that blow up, you know, when people get more eyes on Western Kentucky because that's a that's a dude. He he, I feel like is going to like be just because now we're into the thick of uh, conference games. We're, we're not gonna like hear a lot about him unless he's playing on a weeknight. <laughs> yeah, and then it's gonna be the bowl game, and then like whether he plays or not, that's when the buzz will build, and mm-hmm. then he'll end up at the Senior Bowl, and he'll become everybody's favorite. It pretty much lock that in. Um, going to best prospect, I thought a couple options for offense this mm-hmm. week, few for defense. Agreed with you, Robert. Oh, okay, so I went with I went with a guy uh, who's going to be a top five pick, uh, but Matt Miller says isn't QB two, and that's North Carolina quarterback Drake May. It's a good pick, yeah. Who was just dominating against Syracuse, <laughs> threw for four forty-two, three scores, added fifty-five on the ground, and another score. Was it his best game of his collegiate career? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think so. Wasn't a huge spot or anything, but yeah, yeah. But but like it was just like, yeah, it's Syracuse, but he's like it was the way he did it. Um, there were, like this one touchdown to Bryson Nesbitt, who I, I also threw for shooting yeah. up the shooting up the board. Um, just the way he like very subtly avoids the rush, like he feels the overload blitz to his left. He subtly sh- um, kind of sidesteps to his right to buy himself an extra half second, and then lays it on Nesbit perfectly. Um, like there's just like it felt like whether he's throwing it deep down the seam and putting it on a guy like a laser, or touch passing to layer the ball over a defensive back, or using his legs. And, and and because he can do that too, mm-hmm. and, and creating as as more of a playmaker than a passer, like I thought it was really really impressive. Yeah, it was. It was a hell of a performance. I thought I kind of thought it was there were some good options, but I thought it was down to Drake May and uh, who I went with. Obvious choice, Marvin Harrison Jr. Who, like I I, I don't know. I don't want to say he hasn't dominated. He's been he's been pretty great, but this felt like the most dominant performance I thought so far for his quarterback. Gave him more of a chance this game. Yeah, that's a good way to <laughs> that's a good way to put 163 yards of touchdown on eight catches. Go ahead. I heard your I heard you want to say. Oh, something. I I put him for outplayed the box score because I yeah literally think he could add 200 yards if he had better quarterback play. <laughs> yeah, I thought like the, the those those what was it like just back to back plays where like they're inside their own ten. And they, he got him down into the red zone, like where it's just like, yeah. And the the one that vertical, like he was yeah. wide open by like ten yards, and the ball hung in yeah. the air forever. It should have been a touchdown. It should have. Yeah. Been. There's your another forty yards right there. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. And then he had that like that. I, I had the sound off. I'm not sure exactly what they ruled, but it was clearly a catch where he was just like deep downfield. McCord actually threw a great ball, putting it over his outside shoulder, and like just. You know, making the, tra- gr- the ball, the one where he tracked it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So, do you, do you want to know what happened? Please, because I had it muted and I was just confused. So, so what happened. The, the catch stood, but Ryan Day contacted a ref, so oh. they just, there was a fifteen-year penalty. Uh, okay, because I was like, so I was confused. And I didn't, honestly, I couldn't hear anything. Uh, yeah, but that catch was unreal. That was the best throw I've seen McCord make, also. But that catch is just unreal. And um, my fi- my one of my favorite plays was the fact that they ran uh, like that. Um, 
what was it like a swingishy red mm-hmm. thing to him and like he had to make this incredible adjustment where it really showed his ball skills and body control because McCord just like didn't put it on him at all. They covered all that matters. Uh, imagine Drake May with uh, Marvin Harrison. Should should have transferred. You're right. Like frig, man. You watch some of these Drake May throws against Syracuse just down the seam, outside hash, like just the ball placement on the face mask every time. Um, he's gonna get the Trevor Lawrence Justin Herbert comps if yeah. he isn't already he is yeah i i'll always wonder who was like the team that was really trying to pull uh drake may out of out of chapel hill you know oh i forgot about that yeah it's probably ohio state it was probably ohio state yeah i think so um he's a legacy he was never leaving uh, so i had a really hard time with defensive Best defensive prospect this week. Did you have a clear guy? Not clear. I, honestly, I was going to have him for outplay the box ground. I ended up giving him the bump up. And it's funny because he's a. I went double Buckeyes. I thought I thought JT two and Oh, I thought JT two and was was his definitely his best performance. I thought again it was my second screen muted game, but every time I was watching that watching that he was just in the backfield consistently. Had a sack and a half, only four tackles, but I thought like I don't know maybe double digit pressures in that game. Um, caused the was it was it the Proctor interception or the ransom? I think it was the Proctor interception where he just you know forced uh, Tulia out, out of the pocket and, and into like a really awful throw uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, I thought I thought that's just his his coming out game because he's been kind of eh. We've talked about him this year. They get one other game that was solid, but I felt like he was just all over the, the backfield all all game Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I still like. Am left wanting more from him. I don't know. That was a good game. Come on. It was, a, it was for sure. I guess it depends what you viewed him as. View him as. Yeah. Like I, he's not. I feel like part of the problem is like, I want him to be the Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa takeover game as a Buckeyes fan. As I wear my home field Ohio State shirt. No free ads. Um, and he's not that, but he's like a very, like he looks like he's going to be a very good complimentary rusher. Yeah. Who plays the run really well. He's big. He's strong. He's explosive. Um, but still, but like, that top 60 makeup, you know? Yeah, oh, no, definitely. Yeah. I'm thinking more of, like, the top 15 hype pre. Yeah. Well, I feel like none of the edges have lived up to the hype. No, I think Latu has. Yeah, sorry, that's true. It's just no one no one watches. But uh, he has the injury hint. And that, injury. yes, yeah. Yeah. I know Verse um, had a couple almost, sacks this week. I know it's weird. I don't want to go yeah. there, but, meh. Yeah, go on. Uh, I'll go same game. And I'll, I, I uh, went with Co. Uh, best defensive prospects, and they're both safeties. I went with Josh Proctor on the Buckeyes side, Bo Braid on yeah. the Maryland side. Um, yeah, Proctor had this sweet interception, pick six. Yep. Uh, a guy who, uh, what was it, like two summers ago that we liked <laughs> yeah. a lot? And then, yeah, he broke his leg and like wasn't that good last year or didn't play that much last year. And kind of back the rotation this year is looking really good. Has that... Um, that that the range and the yeah. cover instincts that you love and the and a guy who could play some single high and has played some single high, uh, he looked good in run support and I think you could say a lot of the sim- same things about Bo Braid on the other side for Maryland who who had a great PBU early yeah, on a Mecca Ibuka, awesome. yeah Third he looked down, really good down on that ball yeah that was a great play yeah he he's super rangy I I feel like that's the type of safety you and me. Love I these are two guys who could both end up at the senior bowl or or East West Ramble. Um 
two of the top senior safeties in the class, and I think they both just looked really good in coverage. And Bo Braid's a guy who my big thing with him over the summer was missing tackles. I thought he looked mm-hmm. a lot better in run support. I thought his take on skills looked better. He had a nice TFL. Yeah. Um. So I, I yeah like neither like even a guaranteed top seventy five pick or anything, but yeah. I just thought both had really good week. Agreed. Uh, but- weeks in a in a week week and um, it's fun that safeties in the same game. I put them both for shooting up the board. I also put uh, Denzel Burke in the same game in the same secondary. But I thought he, he, he had, had a pretty a good year. he had a good game, and yeah, he has had a good year. A couple of PBUs, and then just laid out that dude too. I thought it was also a good game. Um, going to uh, shooting up the board. You want to start? Or you want me to start? I want to start. I want to start because I'm going back to my cats, baby. Oh, I how knew about, it. How about Jacob Cowie? <laughs> yeah, going off. We stayed up. 2.30 uh, Eastern time. Uh, Jacob Cowing still out there making plays, so we had to stay off for it. Uh, and it started early. It was cooking early, and then he, he got hurt and left the game for a stretch and came back and like just picked up right where he left off. 10 catches, 88 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he was just like, I mean, that whole Cats offense was so much fun, but he was he was everything for them. Like He had the, the game-tying touchdown in the f- fourth down in the fourth quarter, obviously. Had that the game time touchdown in the first overtime, just the the deep route kind of adjusted on it easy, and he, he makes it look so easy. And then the go ahead overtime touchdown, had the option route just just he was just too quick. Like the ball was behind him too, it wasn't great, easy adjustment. He just looks like that like slot guy that everyone in the NFL is looking for, and he makes it look really damn easy. He has really good ball skills. He does. Yeah. For, for like for a smaller guy one thing that stood out to me over the summer watching him was the uh the ability to kind of win 50-50 balls mm-hmm. and make plays through traffic for a smaller guy yeah you're you're right he is i feel like he's going to be a day 3 slot who outplays his draft yeah yeah i mean I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up at top 100. There seems like there's a lot of love, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, we need senior receivers. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree with you. Like we're like it's a guy. Obviously, he's not the biggest dude, but I feel like he's got a bigger catch radius and ability to make those 50-50 and contested catch plays because uh, he's a dog. He's a dog. That's a cat. That's how I'll put it. Uh, I'll go to the Oklahoma Sooner tackle combo of Tyler Gaten and Walter yeah. Rouse. Yes, both of them are great. I, who yeah, and Guyton is one of your guys. Big, long, super athletic. Walter S, one of my guys, like just built like a mammoth. Yeah, uh, and I thought they both showcased that really well on the Dylan Gabriel game-winning touchdown. Like Walter S took on two blocks at once. It was yeah. sick. He, he he bought an extra half second to stop the blitzer with one hand while blocking another guy with another hand. Um, and Guyton's just the movement skills. Guyton looks like a guy who, I don't know, in two months are we talking about as a potential first-round pick? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, I know this tackle class is jacked up, but holy, he's got what you want. Said it many times already, though, Rob. Tackle class is deep, but watch watch football on Sundays. They, they need him. So, yeah, I think I think Guyton's going to be in the first-round conversation um, very soon. Very soon. Um, it, he is already, but... Legit, very soon. Yeah, no, I, Rouse was great too. I, know, I think that was a great, great duo. Um, they were f- fantastic. Um, I thought the Longhorns in general weren't great, and I'll talk about that later. But I, just to continue on, Jonathan Brooks. Um, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if any running backs, no, no running backs, done more for their stock this year than Jonathan Brooks has. Um, probably the, I think the probably the best player for the Horns. 129 yards, a touchdown. Um, was the uh, the go ahead touchdown? They didn't go. They didn't keep it, but. 
Yeah, that's like he's he's well put together. He's doing a really good job uh, contributing in the passing game, and then he you know he looks like a really good runner. I don't know if he's like a sp- special back, but he he clearly looks like a top one hundred type of running back. Yeah, especially in this class where it's super cloudy and yeah. we got um, Trayvon Henderson dealing with injuries again. We've got Audric Estime finally getting his yeah. buzz and then not looking that good against Louisville. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like it's just such a we got the like Donovan Edwards has been like a non-factor all year. Pretty it's much. just a weird running back class, and he's he's a guy who's. It feels like week in, week out is dominating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, just to continue the conversation here, uh, Trey Benson hasn't been great, but he was this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I put him here like that. Yeah. The burst, like he's that tall, long legged runner, but man, you saw some of that burst when yeah. you got the outside. I know it's Virginia Tech, but yeah, he's averaging 18 a carry in this game, and he's one <laughs> of the best tackle breakers in the country. Um, I don't know that I'd, I'd bang the table for any of these running backs at this point right now. Me neither. Um, but it's nice that it, it, we're, we're seeing some guys start to break out a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, speaking of breaking out, Rob, I would be remiss if I did not mention our guy, Jaleel Farouk, having the game of his career for the Sooners, being a weapon number one on that offense, having a buck 30 through the air and doing some damage in the, in the rushing game as well. Uh, looking, looking like a stud with a ball in his hands. <laughs> Finally, having that big breakout game for the Sooners. Um, you know, we watched him in the, in, in the summer. He looked kind of interesting, and he hasn't really done too much. And there's been a lot of guys in front of him. Uh, um, Andrew Anthony being one of them, who unfortunately is out for the season uh, for the mm-hmm. Sooners. So Farouk, maybe down the stretch. You know, this seems like this was like that um, defining win early in the Brent Venables era. Uh, maybe we'll see what he can do. Right? Maybe, maybe he keeps it up, Rob. Maybe Dylan Gabriel should be shooting off the board for you. Hey, damn right. He made me look stupid to shoot off the board. Absolutely. Um, I will go with, uh, yeah, North Carolina's Bryson Nesbitt, who I mentioned yeah. a, a little bit ago. Five catches, 79 yards, touchdown. Just that move tight end. Uh, it's a fun tight end class. After Brock Bowers trying to stack them is really interesting. I think yeah. Nesbitt's one of those guys who's really high upside. Uh I mean, Jatavian Sanders has been really good this year. Uh, two for Texas, coming off that, um, mentioning it, um, the Red River rivalry. Uh, and I just think looking for that move tight end in today's day and age is so important. And he's almost like a big wide receiver. He like is. The, North Carolina is lining him up as a receiver half the time and creating mismatches with, with him that way. And, uh, I mean, we see what Josh Downs is doing in the NFL. These mm-hmm. North Carolina receivers ain't so bad. Deami Brown's making some plays out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I, 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 like just to touch on it, Sanders obviously got hurt uh, this this week, um, but like wasn't a great game. Otherwise, no. obviously got hurt on that um, the goal line oh. throw where he just the ball popped up and it was a pick early, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought like blocking, he looked kind of kind of bad against uh, the Sooners, but yeah, no, uh, agreed. Um, how about actually stick with it? How about like vet in in the Oklahoma secondary? Woody Washington, five fifth year senior, played a lot of football for them, and I thought he just had a really good game against against the Longhorns. Um, 
gave up a bit, but I thought like it was pretty dynamic coming forward. Just really solid. Had the, actually first play, first snap of the game, he ran right through uh, Jatavian Sanders on a block and made a TFL. Nice play, a couple plays on the ball in the air. I just thought like I don't know, just wanted to give him a shout out for for old vet in the senior secondary. And in, in the young guy in the secondary too, yes. Billy Bowman, who's a yes. former five star recruit, had a heck of a game as well. So so Gentry Williams also had a really solid game too. <laughs> uh, is Oklahoma back? Yeah, Oklahoma's back. Never, never doubt uh, it, Brent. Uh, I'll stick at DB. I'll go with Kamari Lasseter, the Georgia corner, who every time I watch Georgia, I come away thinking, man, for a, for a Georgia defensive player who was a big recruit, but this guy is not getting enough buzz. And I don't know if it's because we got we got some uh, like built-in buzz around other top corners, Cooper DeGene, Kevin uh, uh, King at Penn State, uh, Cooley McIntyre, but. Lasseter's just big, really good at mirroring and man coverage. Every time Kentucky went his way, it was like the ball like just nowhere near the receiver because Lasseter's in such a good position. He they blitz him too. He's big. He's strong. Uh, there he had a half sack uh, coming off the edge when they mm-hmm. blitzed uh, um, the number ten. They're oh, I'm having a, a mental meltdown today, AJ. Uh, Johnson, you- number ten. Yeah, Johnson. Middle linebacker. Dumas Johnson. What? Yes, thank you. They blitzed him up the A-gap. They had Kamari Laster come off, off the edge. Uh, they teamed up for a sack. Sorry, I've been, I've been up since uh, 6.30 this morning. Flex. So, long day. Uh, just We're recording at 8.30. Just, just just to get ready for Jacksonville State. Okay. Um, and tailgating. Uh, and every time I watch him, I come away thinking, man, this guy, this guy like might be better at playing corner than Keely Ringo and Keely Ringo I yeah. know he went in the fourth round but he had a lot of buzz this time last year everyone had him in the first round exactly yeah it's a good one um I was going to mention the LSU receivers here but we kind of already touched upon them I know Brian Thomas another like it, it wasn't a monster game but that 42 yard touchdown was pretty damn impressive so I'll give you one last offense yeah, that is for real I'll give you one last uh name here speaking of Kool-Aid McKinstry he had uh he well not so much but he was going up against Aeneas Smith who I kind of okay. just, yeah, 88 yards for a catch and had that really key punt return. Uh, obviously, that's another, that's another long-term vet uh, at Texas a and I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, I feel like there's going to be a role he, for someone looked, like him. He's looked good the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's, looked, he's one of the better punt returns in the draft. Yeah. Um, he obviously had that big punt return in this game. Uh, he looks healthy, and last yeah. year he didn't, and... He's just like such a such a good player with the ball and ball in his hand. But I feel like he's like, getting better as an actual receiver too. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we've seen like the Isaiah McKenzie type guys. Like he is that plus plus. Yeah, get, uh, get him on the Bills, baby. Uh, I also put Brock Bowers here. Yeah, well, seven or buck thirty-two. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he had that sweet touchdown where the safety blew him up. Didn't matter. Down the seam, uh, sliding down the board. Yeah, I, I'm going to start with uh, the Horns. I thought fellow uh, – I know I gave Anthony Hill some props, but I thought fellow yeah. linebacker Jalen Ford uh, struggled mightily, if I can say mm-hmm. it like that. Uh, especially just with those Dylan Gabriel runs up the gut. Just Ford felt like completely unprepared for those and completely out of position on many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he had some tackles, but I just thought it was a – uh, He, he was bad in space in yeah, general. He, he did, yes. Um. I f- yeah, it feels just like out of position constantly in this game. It felt like yeah, every time Dylan Gabriel ripped off a big run, like he 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 was getting exposed. 
Uh, that's a good one. I uh, I thought Jerzon Newton in the Illinois-Nebraska game that I've watched very intently because I had the under. Uh, Johnny Newton didn't have like that. Like he was fine. But I feel like it, he's been a bit, a bit polarizing, at least in the discourse around him. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this guy's a dominant force when he's playing like Kansas on a Friday. So everybody's watching is a sweet sack. Uh, but then like, he's more of the back end first round early day two type of interior defense lineman. I think this class is just weak and he's getting propped up a little bit. Um, cause he is really undersized. He is six two, like two ninety five, And I thought Nebraska's like the good old days were bullying him around a little bit at times and he didn't create a lot of pressure and, uh, Nebraska's homegrown Lincoln, uh, Lincoln product quarterback, uh, name's like, I forgot Har- already. <laughs> Harburg or whatever. Uh, <laughs> kind of avoiding I- any pressure coming his way. And I don't know. I just didn't like... It's like Johnny Newton should be like the best player on the field in this game, and I did not see that. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to stick at interior, and I, I stick in the Texas game. I thought kind of the trio of the interior Texas linemen... Uh, I didn't think like... like I thought Tavontree Sweat had his moments. I couple of them had their moments, you know? He did. Sweat had that, like, that... Like, he knocked down a ball, but ended up being caught. He had that... Um, the one where he just walked the guard back into Gabriel. Uh, so I thought he was okay, and, and I think Collins had a moment or two. But overall, him and, um, and Byron Murphy just, I don't know, they, they felt like they didn't show up like they needed to in this game, right? You already highlighted how great the tackles were, and obviously there wasn't too many reps against them. But, like, felt like this Texas Longhorn team, you know, all week it was like, they're built like one of the big boys. You know, they, they yeah. push you around in the offensive line. They push you around in the defensive line. This is I wasn't, CC team. Yeah, exactly. They are. Not yet, though. But, yeah, I, and I wasn't even disagreeing with any of that that going in. But you you needed to see more from them. Like, I think Ford was, like, legit, okay, this is an exposure to a game maybe. The the interior guys were just like, you needed to see more. It's just on a college football level more than a, you know, real draft level. But, yeah. Um. I put Mayan Williams here just because I mentioned Trivion Henderson didn't get the start. Yeah. Because he was he, he was out late late uh scratch due to undisclosed injury. Love that for college football. Yeah. Um and then Bruce Feldman gets off this tweet like Mayan Williams has lost ten pounds this week or something. Like he's playing at the same weight he was playing last year and like obviously he was kinda entering the year as one of the better senior running backs mm-hmm. and he's had zero role this year. Chip Trainum's played over him all year. And then Mayan Williams barely played in this game. Chip yeah. Trainum had 20 carries. Mayan Williams had six, like five of them coming at the end of the game, like once it was out of hand. Like he had one carry in the first half. What is uh, going on? Like, okay, look, I am the captain of the Chip Trainum fan club. He's my favorite Buckeye of all time. Unfortunately, he's a Buckeye. But, yeah, what's going on with that? Well, I, I don't know. It's like he was not in shape and now, like, he is, according to Bruce Feldman. But, like, mm. yeah, he had no role – uh, he just doesn't look nearly as like he was like an explosive bowling ball. Yeah, the last two years and he just that's no, not been it. And I don't know. He's, like, he's a gutter ball now. Because he he he, like, yeah, he was like one of the top senior running back prospects yeah. in the class in a weaker class, but like still, oh man, Quinn yeah. Cooley for Liberty is cooking. Just so you know, um, not good for the under. Um, but yeah, Mayan Williams could learn a thing or two from Quinn Cooley. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick in the state of Texas, uh, but go to a real SEC team, Rob. Uh, the Aggies of uh, Texas A&M. My my favorite player in the country, Josh DeBerry, made a couple plays, but was kind of getting cooked overall by uh, receivers that I was gonna talk about later. But 
Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't looking great in coverage. I know he had a couple plays, you know, coming forward. Uh, I think he had a couple PPUs. I think he had two TFLs. But, like, and, like, that is what he's really good at. But, you know, you, you go you go to the SEC to uh, to show your coverage chops. And I thought this was one of those games where he's kind of getting exposed a bit. Um, I will go to the LSU defense in general. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Like, That's- I don't know. Like what every week they've they've got all these guys right, and I feel like every week nobody's stepping up. Um, Makai Wingo did that week one, but like yeah. outside of, like the, they're giving up so many points. Mason Smith's supposed to be this game wrecker. He had a sack, had a sack uh, yeah. against Missouri, but like still, it's not consistent. Like even Harold Perkins, who's in draft eligible, hasn't been the okay. same guy this year. Hold on though, he he looked like a legit safety prospect with that sick interception. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like you you know what I mean? But like why they're, are you using him around. that way? It's it's yeah. it's even worse. It's even worse. And yeah. like like yeah, Omar, Omar Spates hasn't been that great and he had a lot of buzz. Zai Alexander coming from um Southern had a bu- bunch of buzz. Like there's just been all these guys who have buzz and it's just like every week I'm like, what is happening? Why are they giving up so many points? Why is defensive coordinator Matt House have up for the Michigan State job? I don't this guy know. should be up for being fired. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Uh, okay, let's get to quarterback corner for me at least. Uh, yeah, same. just just two for me. But uh, starting with Will Howard, I know he's not the most no, big prospect, one. but there has been buzz. And look, you, you you throw on this game against the Pokes. First of all, they they get upset. But second of all, uh, he, he look, he's the fastest player in the country. I'll give him that on that sick, awesome 70-yard touchdown run. But uh, that was a lot of bad quarterback play. Three picks, under under 50% completions, only a buck 52. Uh, didn't, did not look good. No. And, he, uh, he had, like, senior bowl hype. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't uh, talked about Quinn, him yet much this year. Cause we have, we don't I watch put Quinn yours down. Me too. Yeah, I do too. Like, you look at the stats and, I guess, you know, blur out the interceptions. It doesn't look bad. But, like, man, that first interception was so bad. Second snap of the game. I I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. He had the first read and he just stared it down. And he's like, yeah, he's not open. Let's just throw it anyways. He still does. Yeah, he's been doing that. It's it just like, I feel he's just so hot and cold where it's yeah. like, man, he can go on a tear for a quarter and then throw the worst interception you've seen all day. Pretty much had that fumble too on the run that kind of ended up costing them huge. Uh, yeah, it just was was an unclutch this game. Um, I think that's fair. And also speaking of unclutch, I'll throw one more quarterback your way. Uh, in the worst loss of the weekend, Tyler Van Dyke threw three picks. And uh, yeah, yeah, poor, poor TBD. Back, back, back to last year's version. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. Um, Keeping it going, out of nowhere prospect, and not really out of nowhere because you mentioned him last week, but Logan Diggs just continues to be a dude mm-hmm. for LSU. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, he had buck thirty four in a score against Missouri. Everybody's eating on that LSU offense, but yeah, again in a running back class where it's very unclear. Like if you were to ask me who the top ten running backs are, or who just who my top ten running backs are right now in this class. I think I I would really struggle to put mm-hmm. it together, and, and Diggs is this explosive guy, and I know he's not doing it this year, but last year at Notre Dame he was a huge he was making huge plays in the passing game. They don't need him to at LSU, but like he can help in that way too. He's just a very explosive, fun. I don't want to call him undersized, but he's not like the biggest back. He's not, but like he's well built, super fluid. Yeah, yeah. he's six foot two hundred. Like yeah, yeah, he's a fun player. 
Yeah, he's very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another running back, much more low key though. Uh, I thought <laughs> the Oklahoma running back, uh, Tawi Walker, was a lot of fun. Just a big old thick running back, hard to bring down. I know he had that drop touchdown before the half, which you know was huge, but. Not a monster game, but 15 carries, 46 yards, two touchdowns. It's kind of like the, the force in that Oklahoma offense. Um, dropped the ball, but looked pretty good at catching it for a, for a, for a bigger back. I thought just an interesting guy that like I hadn't really hadn't really gone on my radar yet. Um, prospecting made me look stupid. How about Jermaine Burton? That's mine. Yep. Yep. Nine for 197, two <laughs> scores. We wrote him off over the summer, I believe. Yeah, so. we did. He just kept making big play after big play. Him and Jalen Miller, like Alabama needs a, re- and we thought he was gonna step up last year for them when he transferred and he didn't. And Alabama needed a receiver, and Jalen Miller seems to have found one. And Jermaine Burton is a former five-star recruit for Georgia. Like he's yeah. got the pedigree to be uh, again wide open senior receiver class. He could be one of the the big risers. I suspect an Alabama receiver with draft buzz can get himself to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, definitely with with the pedigree as well, like you said. Um, yeah, almost two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Had that awesome um, stutter go that was on DeBerry. Uh, yeah, the best game of his career, no doubt. And Alabama seems like they're getting back to, on a roll a bit, and seeing what he can do down the stretch can be really interesting. Um, also, three and I, I feel like I have to talk about him every week. But Jaden Daniels, I know it wasn't like us. I mean, it was a really good passing performance, but. Like three touchdowns, but that one touchdown run, he looked like the fastest player on the field. I didn't really expect that from him. Yeah. Had, had over 130 yards rushing. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm still so un- – it's like it's like when I write him – not write him off, but it's like, okay, this guy looks like a solid backup type of, type of quarterback. He comes out and has a really great performance. And He's got a live arm. He's super yeah. explosive athlete. Yeah. Uh, I did not – I knew he was a good athlete, but I didn't I didn't expect – like he, he, he beat every angle. On that. I mean, it's Mizzou's defense, but still. Yeah, his quarterback class is wacky. Like, because it's so good, but it's so deep. It is. It's like, that's, like, Daniels is the type of guy that in a lot of other classes, he's like, you know, everyone's favorite early day three type of quarterback. I just, is, is the senior quarterback class is going to, like, this <coughs> senior ball is going to have to take eight. There's so many. They should. Didn't they take like too few last year too? So yeah, they only took six because the class sucked. Yeah, I think. Um, um, what's your prospect versus prospect matchup? Uh, Tyler Nubbin versus the Michigan's deep speed at receiver. <coughs> I put the same thing. What do you think of Newbin? Serious? Yeah. What do you think of Newbin's performance? I thought he was like pretty good. Uh, the like, best not player super on the flashy. Best player but, on the yeah, team like, for sure. Like the the the. the the plays he was making were the f- plays that JJ Mc- like JJ McCarthy now pushing the ball deep into the deep half because he's yeah. down there. Deep yeah, exactly. Plays, you know, like that that type of stuff. I thought very solid day from him and, um, and potentially the top senior safety in the class. Potentially the top safety in the class. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, like it feels like yeah, Michigan's done a really good job going over the middle of the field this year, and Roman mm-hmm. Wilson especially. And Wilson had a you know fairly quiet day. Uh, yeah, Cornelius- don't really know it. Sorry, Cornelius Johnson he had like an okay, pretty solid game, but all of it was kind of on the outside. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. He, he kind of just did a really, really good job, um, you know, guarding the middle of the field and like even the running game. Like obviously Michigan dominated, but it, they never felt like they're explosive. And I feel like that was a big, um, big credit to, to Newbin. Um, I would play the box score. I had Marvin Harrison. 
yeah, I cheated here, but I wanted to give a shout out to Jordan Morgan, the the Arizona oh, State he, tackle. That's a, Arizona. That's tackle, a guy sorry. who I should have put somewhere. Yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome against US. I know. I love my cats. I love my cats. I can't believe I said Arizona State. I love my cats. He was just so rock solid against USC. I mean, both tackles were really the whole the whole Arizona. Jed Fish. That's just a rock solid man. Uh, but no, Morgan was awesome. He's just another guy that I don't want to say he's lost in this this tackle shuffle, but a little bit because he's he's just he, like in, I know we keep saying this, but in a different class last year, that's a guy that gets like you know, push up the board a lot, and he feels like he's a little little underrated. And especially, you know, when you're playing on the West Coast and you're, um, you know, not a lot of eyes on your program. Uh, in this game, we had, we had the eyes, and he looked, he looked awesome. Uh, prospect is being overhyped. Yeah, that's what, like that's what that's where I thought we were. <laughs> Sorry? I know you got like 12 of them. No, I was just going to, I thought this is where we are going to talk about the uh, old Matt Miller article here. <laughs> the, the ESPN brought rankings that they dropped, baby. Um, how crazy is Sanders over, over Drake May? It doesn't make sense. Like, I think you have a argument for Sanders for QB3, but, like, the I, like, put him over Drake May seems insane. Okay, I know I've talked about this a lot, but, Drake, like... Sorry, Drake May is closer mm-hmm. to being over Caleb Williams than Shudor Sanders is to being over Drake May. Yeah, I know, like, just to give the shout here, the Kuiper and, and Reed at MQB3, Matt Miller at MQB2. I feel like even... Him being consensus QB three is a little rich right now. It just feels like it got caught up in the Colorado hype. Not not knocking the player at all because he's been awesome, but that's like people aren't like digging into the tape yet. You know, that's just still a little too much for me. I don't know. Uh, where else? Well, who do you got? I'll, I'll keep looking through this. See what else they fucked up. Uh, the uh, Jordan Reed did a good job. Oh yeah, no Jordan Reed's great. I'm talking about Melon Matt. Um. Audric Estime being going from not being yeah. anywhere yeah. to being like RB one is kind that, of weird. I agreed. Look, we've been pounding the table for Estime, but I agree with you. I was going to bring that up here too. Like, he's been very good. He wasn't great this week, but yeah, I feel like that's just people trying to grasp at straws. Like, well, who's been the best running back in on a big program this year? And it's him and Brooks, right? Yeah, like. I, I, and then, like, this is co- – like, I feel like the buzz is coming now and he's not been that good the last two games for Notre Dame. Yeah. It's just kind of strange. Like, he, he was, like, a pretty big non-factor against Ohio State. He's a non-factor against Louisville. And, I, again, I really like him, but it just seems strange. It is weird. I, again, I think it's just people trying to find that running back and there there just isn't that guy right now. It, I don't know. Like even like when people were trying to say like, oh yeah, Travion Henderson is rock solid RB one two weeks ago, and that's not me knocking Henderson at all. He might end up running back one. It just feels like people are like just really trying to reach for it, you know? Yeah. And he's <laughs> been super inconsistent, and yeah. he's injured again. Exactly. Unfortunately, but yeah, exactly. Um, transfer popped on the scene. Yeah, I'm going real uh, real low key here. The best hokey though, the low key hokey himself, <sighs> Basil Tudin. The running back coming over from uh, North Carolina A&T, who had that awesome uh, 99-yard kick return touchdown. Uh, wasn't like an overall amazing performance, but was getting some yardage on the ground and through the air had that rushing touchdown. Just just a really low-key guy coming from a the, small school. That I thought the was Hokies, fun. The Hokies are all transfers They're, on offense. It's transfer university, yeah. It is. It really is. Love it. Um, 
I'm with Josiah Stewart, your guy at Michigan. Yeah, he just had a game. six speed to power for a sack against Minnesota. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. And I feel like he's a guy who was got like when Coastal was Coastal, like he had some big hype at Coastal. But now that he's been at Michigan, he's kind of been like underrated a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. Dis- I, I don't disagree. Like, and he's had back to back really good games now. Yeah, exactly. Um, small school guy who caught your eye. Mine was Sean Brown, which is great because. Sean Brown is currently playing against Liberty, and Liberty is the home of my small school guy who caught my eye. And that's receiver CJ Daniels, who had five for a buck fifty-seven and a touchdown against Sam Houston State. Just like catching everything, big time body control, big time ball skills, stacking uh, DBs really well uh, on vertical routes. Um, he had, he had a couple like circus catches. Fun player. I forgot about Daniel. Yeah, that's a good one. I think right. I love the Kuza. <laughs> It's. I really appreciate how much they're committing to these weekday games too. It's. It's just. It's just good for business. College football should play every night. Like, uh, uh, feed me the slop. 